0: Welcome back to another episode of Financial Fitness. I'm your host, Donald Raymond. Today, as promised, back to basics, practical budgeting, cord cutting. Is it worth it? Let's find out. Alright, as promised, back to basics, talking about budgeting. And I know what some of you are thinking, I have been budgeting, but now the only difference is that I see where the money is going, and I still can't make progress. Or maybe you have extra money and it's still just the same thing, you know where your money is going, but nothing is changing. Or if the money is running out too fast, well now you're just left feeling stuck or anxious about how to improve. The good news is, this is normal, and it's even beneficial, because now you have more information than you had before you started budgeting. I've said over and over that we want to be intentional and start giving, saving, and spending on purpose. You can use this new information to start really moving intentionally, and today, I'm going to give you a couple of slam dunks for starting to find ways to reduce your spending and reallocate funds to ensure that your needs are met, and that your wants have a place to live too. Before I jump into that though, I want to share some data that I've collected about the last 10 to 20 years of trends in these two specific areas of spending, and how that could look as we look ahead into the future. The category I'm talking about is technology, and specifically your cable and internet service and your cell phone service plus the devices and accessories that all become part of your monthly fees or rental agreements. After some digging, I was able to find some reliable and consistent information that was surprising to say the least. And I'm willing to bet that it'll shock you too. Looking at the cost of cable service from 1983 to 2021, the cost of this service has increased over 460%, and at an average rate of 4.44% year-over-year. This is an increase of the average basic subscription to cable of a little more than $84 per month. Now, this increase represents almost double that of inflation over the same time period, which has only increased an average of 2.67% year-over-year. This also does not include the cost of internet services, which became an additional monthly expense in 1991. Next, when we look at the cost of a cell phone connection, over a similar time period, I was shocked to see that the cost of a cellular line access has dropped sharply each year since 2000. The rate of decrease is in the neighborhood of negative 3% year over year, which sounds like good news. But you might be asking yourself, well, why is my phone bill going up every year if the cost of the access to a cellular network is going down? Well, I asked the same question, and it led me to several sources that helped me put together an answer. Now, for reference, in 2021, and pretty consistent so far in 22, I took the average annual cost of an unlimited plan for the four major carriers, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Sprint. Now this cost is for an unlimited connection to a cellular network and 4G or better data service. Verizon's annual cost for one line is $960. AT&T's annual cost is $900. T-Mobile's annual cost is $840. And Sprint came in at an annual cost of $720. I'll link this information in the show notes as well as several other documents you may be interested in, but I found these numbers to be a little surprising. Now that we've covered that, let's look at what I found to be some possible answers as to why the cost each year seems to continue to go up. First, the line access is no longer the primary use or fee structure of your cell phone plan. Now, it's mobile data that is a larger part of the cost associated with your contract or your monthly service. This cost has risen sharply since 2010 when mobile data became what we now know as the LTE network. And while the cost per gigabit is decreasing, the fee structure to access at faster speeds with newer technology drives the delivery cost up. And that is a cost that is being passed on to you and to me as the end user and the customer of these services. There are options that can save you money, and I'll talk about those in just a minute. The next reason that the monthly bill is going up, on average, is because of a surprising new trend in this industry related to the hardware side of the equation. Your smartphone is now a monthly fee. The norm today is to rent or finance your new phone and upgrade it regularly so that your payment stays roughly the same, even though now You're paying more for the device each month than the cost to access the network that you're on. There are obviously ways to reduce your cost here, so we'll cover those now. First, buy a phone that does what you need it to do, and don't buy the newest phone on the latest promotion, thinking that you got a good deal. The deal is always structured to favor the business, not the customer. Once you select a phone that you can afford, pay for it in full. Don't finance it over the next two years as part of your contract. This is the same as borrowing money or using your credit card, and we are always trying to eliminate debt and never look back. So this just doesn't work. You should also try to keep your phone as long as possible. It's tempting to want to buy the newest phone and have the best tech before anybody else. Now, I'm a tech junkie, and if anyone understands this more, it's me. And while I am human and I do buy new things from time to time, I have committed to being disciplined in this area, and I can tell you from my experience that it works. And it's worth it. If you're naturally clumsy, or otherwise prone to breaking or damaging your phone regularly, then get the best insurance plan you can afford so that you're not stuck paying for a replacement each year. But otherwise, I do not recommend insurance on a phone due to the relatively short lifespan and low cost of most devices. The only exception here is if you're using the best of the best and can afford to pay cash and it's part of your business and income to ensure that you stay connected, or maybe you're using it for video conferencing or audio video capture and other related value added reasons then I would recommend that your business has an insurance plan to replace devices with appropriate value and capability for your needs. But let's be honest. Very few of us fall into this category, and we just want the best phone because it's cool. So that takes care of cable and phone plus data and device cost, but what about your home internet and Wi-Fi cost? The good news is is that this cost of supply is also significantly deflated year over year, almost a full percent. However, the service providers have followed the same model as the mobile providers, and they offer speed and bandwidth packages that are sold at a premium price, and also typically include hardware rentals and financing options to increase the monthly cost even more. Now The same rules apply here. If your business and income are dependent on this service and hardware as a means to be productive, have a competitive edge, and produce revenue and income, then you need to evaluate what you can afford and how much value it creates. And then make sure you have appropriate insurance to cover you in the event of a loss. But for the rest of us, and the average consumer, we really do not need gigabit services that can move information faster and in larger packets than our devices and hardware are capable of delivering. So buyer beware. When shopping and negotiating services, there are some limitations, like where you live and what's available, but it becomes a little like buying a car when you see the offers to sign up for 12 to 24 months for a ridiculously low rate. Then they get your commitment and load you up with all this quote, free hardware that you will see listed on your bill. And shortly after the honeymoon period, you'll start paying for it as well. At about $200 a month or more on average to keep the service and the hardware that you are now using regularly. You need to go into this buying decision with all the info and know what you need and how much you are willing to spend. Then you have to be the one to keep the accountability on the service provider. I still make annual calls to each of our service providers to discuss my current plan and what the next year's rates are going to be. Now this typically results in some changes in our preferences to ensure that they know what I am willing to pay and they can meet my expectations. They also need to understand that if they can't or won't, then I will purchase my services from another provider. It's just good business and it gives the providers feedback about what their customers are willing to commit to. So now we have all the ways that we can connect both from our home and via a mobile device and service. And hopefully we have done a good job choosing services based on capability and cost. But now we need to use them for something. And this is where a lot of us have turned a blind eye to the many subscription services that provide us with the content that we enjoy. There are literally thousands of services out there, and new ones popping up every day, offering free trials and then low rates for a short time. We almost all get hooked by the opportunity to try something new and the ease of turning on the new service. Sometimes, for those of us with kids in the house, we don't even know these services have been activated until the bills start to show up. If you're not budgeting and tracking these expenses, It could be months before you realize something isn't right. This is an area that is critical to understand thoroughly and make informed decisions about what you will and what you won't sign up for, and also how much you're willing to spend on it. I'll be the first to say that cord cutting has its rewards, and there's an article linked in the show notes about others who have had similar experiences. Streaming has revolutionized how we enjoy video content, whether at home, on the sofa with our family, or on the road. It's truly a luxury, and it's quickly becoming the norm. But make no mistake that everything in today's episode is a want, not a need. As tempting as it is to feel like you need some or all of the tech that I've mentioned, we really don't need any of it. A landline for emergencies or a mobile emergency number that can be obtained free of charge if limited to less than their minimum call minutes is really all anyone needs. Now, I'm not trying to say that you need to go and cancel everything. Although, as a way to cut back and then only add the minimum to your needs, it's not a bad way to go. So how much should you spend? And how many services should you have? Well, the answer will be different for everyone. But here's how I would recommend figuring that out. First, define the kind of activity your household engages in regularly and that fits with your expected use of tech. Number of devices connected, hours of use, size of files being delivered, video, audio, web surfing, number of screens like TVs, tablets, or other computers that are being used in the house then start to list all the shows and networks that you need access to. This is one of the key differences in thought between how cable offers content and how streaming services offer content. You can decide exactly what you access and what you don't with streaming services. Cable is all or nothing and usually doesn't offer everything on your list. Now you have your needs defined and it's time to go shopping. Find the right combination of streaming services that will get you access to the content you want. Keep in mind that this may require seasonal purchases for content like live sports, but that will be better than paying for it all the time and then having to deal with blackouts and other restrictions. Trust me. Once you have all that mapped out, you will know what you need in order to make an informed decision. You will also know how much it will cost. And if you need any additional hardware to make it a reality, if you do, then it's time to go shopping again. I will recommend that you try to keep your ecosystem in the same format, i.e. Apple or PC or Android, and voice assistants like Google Nest, Amazon Echo, and Apple Home. This will help simplify your life when moving around your home and when accessing remotely. The last part is to determine if these selections fit your budget. And if they don't in the beginning, then start to save for any one-time purchases of hardware, and add as you can. Also, start with fewer services, and as you can, add the ones that you want. I have found that most people are hesitant at first to cancel the cable and they see an increase in cost. At first. Then as they see the benefits of streaming, and once the cable service is canceled, they end up with more money left over... As a result of this change. Whether you cut the cable completely or just do the assessment and research, either way you will know after some careful evaluation what the right package looks like for you. And if nothing else, you may find some service fees that you are currently paying that you intended to cancel and simply forgot. Or maybe after some calls to your providers, For more rate options, you will find some lower-cost solutions for the next 12 months. No matter the outcome of this activity, I can promise that it will have a positive impact on your financial fitness this year, and for every year that you take the action to review it. As tech continues to improve, and more options are available, it will be more and more important to revisit this process and make sure you are reallocating the funds to new services, rather than just adding to existing ones. It can happen to all of us, and I'll tell you that it happened in our house. Every year, we find something on the list that wasn't supposed to be there, or was supposed to only be a free trial, but it ended up as a subscription after the trial period ended. So stay focused, stay intentional, and make sure that you are managing your money, and not letting your money manage you. There are several links in the show notes to help you start your own research in this area. And you will find many more once you start looking for more info and researching options that will fit your lifestyle needs. The bottom line here is to make sure that you view this category as optional in your budget and with the willingness to make changes or even cancel it altogether to free up cash or meet a savings goal faster. Maybe you are trying to pay off that last debt, but can't quite set enough aside to knock it out. This area of cable, internet, and cell phone connection and data is a great place to find some hidden cash and accelerate your progress. Think of it like intermittent fasting. We all know how effective it can be, but it takes discipline and effort to achieve the results and stay committed to the process. Reducing or removing a comfort or luxury can be tough, but it's also worth it. These are short-term discomforts that will result in more intentional habits that when done over and over again, will put you on the path to financial fitness and financial freedom.